You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Today we're going to talk about God's move in 2022. Uh, God is moving. He is always moving. He never quits moving. Uh, so we're going to talk about what he's doing in this coming year. There's a lot of prophetic words on what is coming at us or toward us or for us. But I want to talk about what is God is doing through us. And we have to understand that it is us that God is going to use to change what's happening out there. We do not have to worry about whether there's 50 million of us or five of us. That number is no significance to God. He does not need an army. He just needs someone to say yes to him. That's all he needs. And even when you don't say yes, there is this wave of pressure from the Holy Spirit that will continue to press you until you finally acquiesce to what God wants you to do. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because we need to understand in this season that we're in, that God is calling up a people to arise, to take the assignment that he's given them whether you feel like you're prepared for it, whether you feel like you have provision for it, whether you feel like you're educated enough for it or young enough or old enough, it doesn't matter to him. He's just saying, stand up, stand up. Let's go. Stand up. Let's go. We got a lot coming in 2022. And uh, like I said, if you've listened to some of the prophetic words, um, they're interesting. And, but when God gives his word to a prophetic person, it's so that the body of Christ can hear what he's saying and begin to pray into what they've heard. One of the prophetic words that has come through for this year is that we will see another version of a pandemic, that, the, that this one will end and another one will come. Well, our job is not to say, oh, isn't that terrible? Our job is saying not on our watch. It will not cross my border. It will not cross my town. It will not cross my family. That's our job. We don't, he tells us what's coming so we know how to respond. Not so we can sit back and file our nails and say, hope it all turns out well. Say, yes, I know. That's what you're saying, pastor. That's what you're saying. So, but he wants us to hear what the prophetic words are being say, being said. So we can say, father, what is your response to that word? What is it you want me to do? Do you want me to be a watchman on the wall to keep an eye on that word, to declare your word over it, to break any restraints that the enemy is coming against us, to break all strongholds? It's like that song we sang, uh, I forget which one it was, but it talks about, you know, chains are falling. You know, we've got to be able to look at the enemy's assignment against us and be the power that breaks it. That's what we have to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about this today. Uh, the last time it was uh, the last, I forget, 
the last Sunday of December that we were here, uh, one of the things I talked about was how it is a season of signs, wonders, and miracles. That That is the season that we're in. And part of living out of that signs, wonders, and miracles is being able to see the sign that is God is releasing and step into agreement with what he's doing. I mean, that that's part of, of what we're doing. And um, so I want to read the scripture that I read last last year in preparing us for what's coming in the new year. It's Acts 4, 29 through 31. And for me, this is our theme. So it says, and now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants, to each one of us. To speak your word with all boldness. Because we know the word of God breaks the assignment of the enemy. God responds to the release of his word. Because his word never returns void, right? While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So we release the boldness of the word of God. And that boldness initiates signs, wonders, and miracles to, to respond to what's being released. And, you know, there will be times where we won't even see the effects of the bold word we've released over a situation. And then there will be times we do, like Deb was testifying to about the healing of her brother. So we just have to understand we release in faith and God moves behind it to shore up, to uh, uh, manifest what needs to occur over the word that's been released. So wherever we get into a difficult situation, it is the word of God being declared that will break open the solution for that situation. So we know that. So we know that we're going to see an increase of threats and oppression against us. Because we already see it. And attack on our finances, our jobs, our family, our health. But what we also know is God is releasing the answer for it. This is a time of creative miracles that are happening to respond to the demonic, the evil coming against us. I know this is a, a stupid little example, but this is kind of my theme for this year and last year is calling things forth that have gotten held up. And I, we, you know, we've talked about that before and some things, testimonies that I've given uh, on this, but Christmas, I ordered this little bougie t-shirt for my son. You know, he, he'd send me his Christmas list because we like to get each of the kids something. He sent me his Christmas list and he sent like a dog leash. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy you a dog leash. You can order it on Amazon. I'm not buying you a dog leash. So he sent me this little t-shirt that he wanted. And uh, I ordered it. The last minute, just I'll be honest with it, but it says it'll be here by the 24th of December. So then I get a notice, 27th of December. I said, you know, God, that's not going to work for me. So uh, they send me a note on Friday, the 24th of December and said, it'll be here the 26th. And I said, you know, I already said, 
that is just not going to work. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I don't know. You got angels. I know it's in Orlando. You can just sort through the packages. Within like two hours, I got a text. It'll be here by nine o'clock that night. So I got it the 24th of December. And I know that seems like, why would God care about that? Because he's given us a sign that this is how we need to learn to operate. We need to learn to operate in the supernatural. Now, I didn't say go send your angels or pick it up by this guy. I didn't tell him what to do. I just said, I know that you can get this worked out for me. So my job is to ask and your job is to do what you say you're going to do. And he's trying to teach us in these small things that he has a solution for every little snare, every snag, every delay, he has a solution for. So we're going to trust him to do his signs and wonders to make it work. Whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a new job, whether it's a check being withheld, like Robbie's testifying to, we need to understand that God is interested in promoting himself as the answer to our problem. That's what we have to remember. And what we're going to see in this new year is new assignments for us. And we're going to start in first Kings 17. And, um, while I was out, the Lord would have me read first Kings 17 to second Kings 13 every single day. I'd be like, you know, I read that yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't really care. But every day he would show me one other little nugget of it, one other little nugget of it. And we're not going to read that huge section, but there's two areas specifically I want to talk about because he wants us to understand that there's going to be shifts in our assignment when we're not ready for it. Everybody's like, yay, pick me, please pick me. I want my new assignment to be activated, right? So we're going to start in verse eight. And we're familiar with this, excuse me. Then the word of the Lord came to him, which is Elijah saying, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. Now listen to this part. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup so that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord, your God lives, I do not have bread. So now the Lord told him, Elisha, that he is sending him to a widow that is going to provide for him. But when he gets there, the widow's like, are you kidding me? I don't have that. She says, I don't have it. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Our life is over. So. Understand the Lord has told Elijah that he's commanded the widow to provide for him. He gets there and she's like, I don't know anything about that. It was Elijah who activated her new assignment, which brought provision to her household so he could take care of him. 
Sometimes God is calling us to do something that we have no provision for. We have no vision for. We have no word for. But it is the yes to that call that is going to not only provide for us, but also uh, give us the assignment that God has for us in order for the kingdom to be moved forward. It is good because we think God is going to prepackage us a whole dossier on what we're supposed to do. But he just doesn't do that. I remember when someone started first telling us that uh, we were going to have a church. We were like, leave us alone. Don't talk to us about that anymore. You know, we are not. We're going to retire and travel. (laughs) And then finally, the word of the Lord came to us so that we could agree with what he had already been prophesying over us so we could move into the assignment that he had for us. So we have to understand that our vision for our future is very minute. It's very small. And God can shift that just like flipping on a light switch. One day you're this, you're a widow that's about to die with your son. And the next day you are the supplier for the man of God in order for him to prepare for his next journey. It's that quick. Yesterday it looked like this, but today I have a whole new word on where I'm supposed to go and what I'm supposed to do. And the provision she didn't have was supernaturally provided for her with what she had in her hands. It wasn't like the flower fell from the sky and the oil dripped out of the lake. He took what she had and multiplied it. And it said that it would continue to multiply till the drought ended. And then there would be another way of provision for her. So it's interesting as we look at what is happening around us and we look at the impossibilities in our region, in our city, even in our families, God is not the God of impossibilities. He's the God of everything's possible through him. And we have to be on that ready alert mode so that the flip of the switch can reposition us into our next assignment. And for the widow, it was a temporary assignment. It wasn't like she was a lifetime supplier to Elijah. It was for a moment. It was for a season. It was for her family that completely transformed her life. She went from hopelessness to hope. She went from no possibilities to everything was possible. Because God commanded her a command that she didn't know until the word of the Lord came in order to activate that assignment. Very interesting, isn't it? And that's what we have to look for. We have to look for new opportunities. We have to look for new possibilities. One of the words that Jean had given us, a corporate word um, on Friday night was, God is shifting hobbies into financial provisions. The things that you think are just fun that you love to do on the side are someone else's dream that they want to buy from you. 
and realigning and rethinking about, you know, what is it you want to do with what I have? Just like the widow, you know, I have a little bit of oil. I have a little bit of flour. What do you want to do with the God? How do you want to use it to multiply, to provide, to uh, finance the kingdom and going forward? So that's one of the things God is doing. The other thing we're going to talk about is warrior assignments. Uh, God is raising up warriors in this season. And we're going to turn to 2 Kings 9, and I'm going to read a couple of verses out of that. But um, Elijah was supposed to anoint Jehu as the king. But he skipped that God assignment. And there's, you know, it gives no explanation why he just didn't do it. Uh, so Elisha, who, who is, you know, received Elijah's mantle, ends up sending one of the prophets to go anoint Jehu. So let's just start in 2 Kings 9, uh, verse 5. And we're going to read 5 through 8 and then a couple other ones. And we find it here. So he sends a, a, one of the sons of the prophets there, and it says, and when he arrived, there were captains of the army sitting, and he said, I have a, ma a message for you, commander. And Jehu said, for which one of us? He didn't even realize he was talking to him. And he said, for you, commander. Then he arose and went into the house, and he poured oil on his head and said to him, thus says the Lord of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people uh, of the people of the Lord of, over Israel. You shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants and the prophets and all the blood of the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish. I will cut off Ahab from all the males of Israel, both bond and free, so that I will make the, Ahab, the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, and like the house of Basha, I guess. Um, let's see. There's one verse I wanted to make sure I got here. Uh, yes. And the dog shall eat Jezebel on the plot ground at Jeril, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. So here comes a prophet. He's anointing someone as the king of Israel. Then he runs <laughs> because what he knows is Jehu becoming the king is um, is against the king of Israel. So as soon as Jehu is anointed king, there is a price on his head. And even Jehu says, when he comes out, they're like, what did he say to you? Nothing. You know how they babble. That's what he says. You know how they babble. And they're like, you're lying. Tell us what he said. And he said, I am anointed king. And they began to celebrate him as anointed king. But you know that that was total treason against the king of Israel. So my point is, is that be ready to be called up as a warrior against what is happening out there. Against the evil that is coming against the house of God. I'm like, you're like Jehu. He didn't really say anything. I'm not really. But who wants to be called up as a warrior to fight the treason that's going on? We all carry that warrior heart. And God will use it in different ways for us. The other thing that happened here, and uh, this is really interesting. Um, 
I'm going to skip this one verse, um, but we're going to go to verse 30 because Jehu begins once he is, he says, okay, I'll be the king. Then he begins to destroy the house of Ahab. That was the word the Lord gave him that he was going to destroy the house of Ahab. And he began systematically destroying the house of Ahab until he gets to Jezebel. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about. Second Kings and it's verse 30. Now, when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it and she put paint on her eyes and adorned her head and looked through a window like her seductiveness was going to turn his head. But then Jehu, as he entered the gates, uh, she said, is it peace, Zimri, murderer of your master, which was Ahab? And he looked up at the window and said, and this is where the call is, who is on my side? She is up there in all of her glory and she has her eunuch. She has her people behind her. And Jehu says, pick a side. Pick a side. Who's on my side? Because in order to be on his side, they couldn't be on Jezebel's side any longer. They looked at him. So the two and three eunuchs looked out at him. They said, throw. Then he said, throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses. And he trampled under her feet, uh, under he trampled her underfoot. And when he had gone in, he ate and drank and said, go now see this accursed woman and bury her for she was the king's daughter. So they went to bury her, but found none as the word of the Lord said that there would be nothing to bury of her. So God is saying, who is on my side? Who is willing to stand up and be a warrior to join the Jehu's? that are being aligned. As I was praying about this today, I was thinking, you know, Ron DeSantis is a Jehu. He is a Jehu. And God is looking for people that will align with his Jehus. And we'll see all different kinds rise up across our country, uh, across our uh, circles. And he's looking for people who were afraid in the beginning but when they see the strength of the Jehu and the courage of the Jehu and the boldness of the Jehu, they will rise up and join that, that army of God. So that's something we need to look for. We need to look for the shift in our assignments and the alignment with the warriors that God is calling up to defeat the darkness that's coming against and we are those people. We all have different roles. We all have different callings. We all have different things. But God is looking for his army people to rise up. He's looking for the people who are on fire for him, that want more fire, that want to burn for him. I forget the evangelist who said, you know, just catch me on fire and let him watch me burn for God. That, that's all he wanted was people to see him burn for God. But that's what God is looking for. It's not going to be our courage in itself, just our, us alone. It's going to be our courage in the body of people that God's called us to partner with. The other thing I want to point out, and I won't read all this, but, you know, uh, Elisha could hear Let's look at that scripture real quick, because this is important. 
2 Kings 6.12, Elisha could hear what the enemy was saying in his bedroom. Who would like an ear for the enemy's plan so that you can be ahead of the curve? Every time the, the king of Syria had a plan, Elisha would know it. And they, they were saying, and he was saying, what is happening? And he said, only Elisha can hear what is being said in the king's bedroom. Who wants an ear for what the enemy is saying? Who wants an ear to be able to declare the plans of the enemy? So the people of God can raise up with a counter attack. And it's interesting because the king actually sent a whole army after Elisha. One man, a whole army was sent after. One man. Now that sounds pretty intimidating. But this is in that uh, second King six. So he is he he has faced this whole army and his servant is terrified. Uh, verse 14, it says the king, he says, therefore, he sent horses, chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early, he went out and there was an army, an army to take one man surrounded the city with horses and chariots. And his servants said, alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, do not fear. That's our number one assignment. Do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw and behold. And this is what we have to understand. This is around us all the time. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike these people, I pray with blindness. And he struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. God has given us power in our word. And we have to understand how to wield that power like a sword against the enemy's plan. And the enemy may send an army after one, but God has an army to destroy that army. And we have to understand our mantra this year is do not fear. We will not be afraid. We will not back down. We will not let what looks like to be a victory on the enemy's side. Capture our mind and our imagination because God has the opposite to thwart and to bring victory and understand that this year is not going to be easy. It's, there's going to be some challenges throughout this year, but we also understand that God, when we get in these places of peril, there is a greater victory of signs and wonders and miracles and just stupid t-shirts coming on time that we would never expect. But God is showing us that he is there for us and he's going to have provision for us. He's going to have assignments for us. He's going to have Jehu's for us. He's going to have exactly what we need. He's calling us to be watchmen, to keep an eye out. He's going to have exactly what we need in order to have victory over where the enemy has put his hands on it. Amen.
So I want to end with this word, and it is Deuteronomy 28. And this word was sent to me by someone, a dear friend of mine, that said, this is your word for 2022. And when I read it, you know, have you ever read a word and you've like, I've read that. That's a good word. That's a good word. But when you read it, all of a sudden it becomes like a live fire inside of you. And you just know that that is the word for us. And I felt like this was the word for us. It was sent to me, but I felt like it was for us. And uh, I'm going to read a couple of verses out of it. It's Deuteronomy 28. And no, I didn't give you this. So uh, starting in verse one, it says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God. That is where we are. We're in this diligent. We hear, we obey, we listen, we respond. You know, we, we've got to be after God. To observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all of these blessings shall come to you, come upon you and overtake you. Have you ever had a blessing overtake you? Where you are so overwhelmed by the blessing of the God that you can't even believe what is happening? This is, this is the life that we're going to live. We're going to live where the blessings of the Lord overtake us. We're going to be blessed in the city. We're going to be blessed in the country. And when I read this verse four, it says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and offsprings of your flocks. So if your body, if the fruit of your body is being blessed, there can't be sickness in that blessing. So there's going to be a great move of healing over us uh, because we're producing blessings out of our body. And the rest of it goes on to talk about our finances. We are producing blessings out of everything we put our hand to. That it will increase, it will multiply, it will continue to grow just like the widow in her flower and her oil. So when you read these words, you read them over your family, you read them over your body, you read them over everything you do. Because it says in verse 7, it says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. That is a good look. That we need to take a video of. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. So understand when we see the enemy coming against us, the word of the Lord says that he will cause him to be defeated before our own faces. That he will be running away from us because of the presence of the Lord has gone before us and stomped the enemy's plan against us. So when you read this, just put your name in here. Verse eight. Okay. Who needs their storehouse overflowing? The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land, which the Lord, your God is giving you. He will establish you as holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And then all the people of the earth shall see you say, so they're going to see me. They're going to see me and see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. That is the season we're walking in right now. We ain't afraid of them. They are afraid of us. 
because we carry the boldness. We carry the power. We carry the ability to divide, to segment, to shift, to multiply. We carry all of that. And we're going to see the greatness of those extravagant displays of God this year. We're, we're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. And uh, he shows up and you're like, I don't even know how that happened. I, I don't even know how it happened. But God, you did it. And I'm glorifying you in it. Amen. Okay. So I think that's it for today. I want to end with this one word. Um, uh, this is a word from Chris Reed from Morningstar. And he gave several words about what's coming. But this was the key phrase I felt like was for us to remember. Just tattoo this on our hearts. The grace of God is being released over his people. This is our year to see the incredible move of God against the enemy through his people. We are going to see the incredible move of God. And what looks like is going to occur by the enemy and that he's going to have victory. It's just not going to happen. And we don't know how it's not going to happen, but we're going to pray and we're going to declare and we're going to stand on Deuteronomy 28 and we're going to believe for the Jehus that God's raising up and we're going to pray and we're going to be watchmen and we are not going to lie down. We're going to stand up and arise as the army of God in this season of battle with victory in our hands. Amen. 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 Okay, guys, let's pray. Everyone, please stand. Get ready, warriors. Yeah. Yeah, God. God, thank you for a room of warriors. Thank you for a, a live stream of warriors, God. You know, you're giving us the word that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be intimidated. We don't have to worry about the army that's coming against because your army is greater. Your army in the natural and the supernatural. So all of us, God, all of us want those assignments. We, we want the shift that we need to receive. We want the ability to step in, even though um, as Jehu faced treason, he stepped in and accomplished the assignment you gave him, which actually destroyed the whole household of Ahab, the most evil king with Jezebel. So, so Lord, we just say yes to these assignments. We're, we're going to be your Jehus. We're going to be your widows. We're going to be your, your voice, your Elijah and your Elishas. We're going to do whatever you call us to do. And we're going to live out of the blessings of the Lord overtaking us. And people are going to arise and see that the people are God of God are being raised up over the nations and that that's who they will be afraid of. And just like in Acts, they ran and they said, how is it that we get saved? How is it that we have what you have? And Jesus, you will be exalted. You will be glorified. And there will be a, um, a harvest of hearts just for you, Lord. So God, we just thank you that you've called us. You've chosen us. You've marked us for this season for 2022 and you're going to move upon us in a way that will shake every demonic force that's trying to come against us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. 
If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.